Welcome to Here's What I Hear, a podcast about reflections and tips about relationships, personal development, and connection. My name is Jesse Hipner, and I'm a counselor and coach. I believe one of the biggest parts about being human is how we are connected to other humans, connected in friendships, intimate relationships with family members, colleagues. We live and die in and out of relationships and how we are connected to others. As a counselor and coach, I have helped many couples and individuals make meaningful and even life-saving changes. In this podcast, I want to share a little bit about what I hear from week to week, and I want to share with you some of the tips about ways to work through similar issues. And so, here's what I hear. Well, hey, welcome to this episode of Here's What I Hear. I'm Jesse, and I'm really excited about bringing this episode to you today. So we're going to be talking about relationship and connection and communication. Communication is probably the number one issue that people reach out to me about, that they're having uh, communication issues or they're struggling with communication with their partner to the point where it's leading to constant conflict. And so in this episode, I want to talk to you about some of the things that I hear people wrestling with when it comes to communication and some of the tips and suggestions on how to work through those communication issues. So As I mentioned, one of the main things that people come to therapy with me for or coaching is they're having issues communicating. You know, typically it begins with someone saying, you know, no matter what we talk about, no matter how we try to bring it up, no matter the time of day or day of the week, and even if we plan a specific time to have the conversation, we're constantly at each other's throats, all the way to the point of some individuals having even uh, physical harm toward each other, or uh, especially, you know, verbal harm. And I would even put some of that into the verbal abuse category, such as, you know, calling names or uh, just saying really mean things to each other, really hurtful. And you know, the reason I think that when we're in relationship with a person and why I think it, it tends to lead easily to that communication conflict is because this is an individual that you know probably better than anyone else. And they probably know you better than anyone else. And so you know how to push their buttons, right? You know how to get under their skin. You know what frustrates them. You know what makes them tick. And also, it's probably the person you spend the most time with, perhaps at least outside of work, right? So, you know, you're spending this amount of time with this person. You know what they did yesterday. You know what they did last week. You know that thing that they did two months ago that they thought you forgot about or that you got over and you bring it up again, right? And so the opportunity for the conflict is prime. And so that's why I think communication in relationship can lend so easily to this point of conflict, right? And the reality is as well that in order to be in relationship, in order to have thriving connection with someone, you have to communicate with them, right? Whether that is verbal communication, that's written communication, maybe through text messages, or it's communication in our actions, communication in our behavior, I would say it's impossible to have any kind of connection, thriving or otherwise dysfunctional connection. The reality is it's impossible to be in relationship with someone without communicating with them. And so it's a great thing 
to get help when that communication is not working. Because in order for that relationship to thrive, in order for you to be in relationship with those you want to be in relationship with, you need to communicate with them. So let me give you an example from something that I often hear from many different clients that I work with, right? So this whole thing about fighting over the facts of a situation. This is without a doubt the most common example of communication conflict that I see. A couple comes in and they have a situation where the one person thinks this is the way it went. This is the thing that you did. I didn't like how you did that or the way that you did that really hurt me. Then the other person shares their side of it and there's different details. There's different facts. So this is this is so common, right? A, a really rudimentary example would be, you know, how someone loads a dishwasher or the way that laundry is folded or the way the floors get vacuumed, right? So I want to tell you the thing that I work on the most with couples in these types of situations is that the facts don't matter. Now, I hesitate to say that a little bit because the facts are important. They're important to us individually, right? This is the way I remember the situation happening, and that's why I was hurt in that way. The other person also remembers their experience, and they want to be validated in that. But when we just get locked on making sure the facts are exactly right, and I want the person to admit that my way of remembering it was exactly how it happened, and this is what you did. When we get locked up in that thinking, we lose the focus on the deeper connection. What's happening below the surface, right? What's happening? Why is that leading to this point of conflict, right? Because really, it's not all about the way the dishwasher was loaded. It's not all about the way the laundry was put away. It's not all about the way that you are cleaning the house. Those facts are important to the extent that you should validate your partner that their preference and their desire to do something their way is okay. But when it leads to the point of conflict, it's not just about getting the facts figured out exactly. It's about finding that deeper connection, that deeper level of understanding and recognizing why is that important, right? Why did I hurt you? Why was that hurtful? Why did my action or my statement cause this harm to you, right? That's what's important and getting to that level of why is this important? And so that's a great way to explore that is to think through these details, right? To think through, okay, this really hurts me when my partner does X. And why is that? Why does that hurt me, right? Maybe it is something that the way that they said it, right? The tone of voice or, or the inflection, those things certainly matter as well. But it's oftentimes not just that, right? There's other things piling up. So the way that I like to go about that, well, I'll ask when one person is sharing about something that was hurtful to them, something that was said or something that was done, I will ask have the other person reflect back to see if they're catching on why do you think that that was hurtful to them? Why was that impactful to them? Not about the details, right? Because the other thing that the facts do is they put us immediately into the defensive posture, right? No, that's not how I did that. That's not what I said. That's not what I did. 
Well, let me tell you this. If you can get over the fact that those details truly don't matter to that level, you'll be able to then connect with your partner and to see, oh, I see why that was hurtful. I see why that bothered you. I see how I could have done that differently. And it's not about saying necessarily that the other person was right and admitting you were wrong. That is part of another process that this apologizing and admitting that when we make mistakes or admitting when we were wrong. But I'm not talking about that right here. What I'm talking about is trying to put yourself really in that point of view of your partner. Why were they hurt by that? Why was that impactful to them? How could have that been different, right? That their experience is valid. That's how they experience it of, of you, whether or not that is actually what happened. One of the things I tell clients a lot in the sessions is I'm not a fact finder, right? We're not going to, in 45 to 50 minutes, even over several sessions, several weeks, we're not going to get down to, okay, here's the exact details. You were right. You were wrong. Time to make amends and move forward. I'm not sure that there's too many people who do that type of work. I think sometimes that's what people think we will get in couples counseling or in relationship counseling. But the reality is, is that's not what it's about. It's about being able to affirm and validate that the other person's experience is valid, to be able to recognize that. That's what matters. The other thing that I tend to see a lot of people struggle with with communication is this thing around fault finding. And this is not a new phrase, right? I'm sure you've probably heard this before about fault finding. Again, it's somewhat similar to that thing about you know communication with your partner being perhaps one of the hardest people that you have to communicate with because you spend so much time and you know them so well. The same thing with fault finding. It's really easy to find the faults and the mistakes and the shortcomings in those you spend a lot of time with. That's, that's just the reality of being able to see uh, their shortcomings, areas where they make mistakes. But I don't often have people uh, off the bat come in and say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is where this person is doing really well. This is what I really like about them. And so when I'm working with an individual uh, or a couple who are constantly recognizing these faults or these mistakes or these areas where they're getting frustrated and the person's really getting under their skin, we work on what about the exception to the rule, right? What what excites you about this person, right? When you when was the last time you looked at them and you you admired them, right? That is an amazing way to tap into that connection. Even kind of thinking back on those early days when maybe you were first dating or getting to know each other, and that was kind of all you saw, right? When you just start to meet someone, all you see are these things that you like, the commonalities you have with them, the overlap, the shared interests, the shared hobbies, right? And then as you start to move into this, into the relationship and the relationship continues, it begins to shift and it shifts into this place of, oh, I don't really like how they do that. I, uh, that bothers me. That, that's kind of not how I would have done that, right? And so all of a sudden we start to notice these differences, and so to have, and it sometimes needs to be highly structured. And of course, that's where counseling or coaching comes in really helpful for this is that having a structure around, okay, now we are going to be recognizing where we admired this person. And if you pause for a moment and you think about the person you're having conflict with, it might not be your partner. Maybe you're, maybe you're thinking about a colleague. Maybe you're thinking about a friend. 
and you think about, okay, when was the last time I asked myself or, or, or when was the last time I admired something about them or I told them about something that I appreciate about them? If you're struggling to remember that, this is a great exercise for you, right? And the exercise is simply just doing exactly that, making dedicated time throughout your week. If this is with someone that you're in an intimate relationship with, I would encourage you to do this together where you're setting time aside on a regular basis. Once a week is a great spot to start having time where you're saying, hey, Here's what I noticed about you that I that I was so in love with, that I so admired about you this week. Here, you know, here's a specific example, right? That also then builds up this reservoir, if you will, right? Where then when there is the points of conflict, you're not just scraping from the bottom of the barrel, right? You filled up that reservoir and there is this connection and there's this strong bond and a connection that is resilient and can bend and not break when there are points of disagreement and points of arguing, And so being able to have a regular practice where you are uh, sharing those admiration, sharing the thing about the other person, that is powerful. That will bring you to a point of not things continuing to escalate, but things to begin to thrive and that connection begins to come back. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. And we talked about a couple things with communication. Just to recap, you know, with the the number one thing is, frankly, communication that I work on with with couples and and people who are struggling with relationship. And it's not even just when they come in together, uh, and individually as well, right? And so the the fact, uh, getting stuck in the facts of of an argument and and being able to move beyond that, to move deeper from that, and then also the fault finding, right? Now that that's resonating with you, and if you are saying, okay, yeah, I want to do more of that, you need to come to my relationship workshop. I offer a relationship workshop where we go into more in depth about these exercises. We even go through some of the exercises in the workshop. And that takes place once a month on the fourth Saturday of every month at 11 o'clock. Again, that's a relationship workshop, and I would love for you to be there. Don't have to be there with your couple. It doesn't even need to be someone you're in an intimate relationship with that maybe you're struggling. It's about connection and relationship. And frankly, we all have relationships, so you need to be there. Check out my website to sign up and to get the login details. That's a virtual 11 o'clock on the fourth Saturday of the month. I look forward to seeing you there. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Here's What I Hear. I hope you resonated with some of the things you heard and you took away a few tips and suggestions that I shared with you. I truly believe that we can all obtain thriving relationships and thriving connections and thriving development to reach those goals that we're working after. And to help you on that journey, I have a couple free worksheets on my website that I would love for you to download. Simply go to my website, jessiehibner.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-H-U-E-B-N-E-R.com. One quick note about liability. I am not your counselor. I just need to say that because if you think I'm your counselor, that's probably a good indicator you need counseling. Of course, if you're in the Denver metro area, feel free to reach out for a consultation call. 
But just listening to my tips and suggestions on this podcast does not equate to being in treatment with anyone, including with me. Lastly, most importantly, if you are struggling with thoughts of wanting to kill yourself, wanting to die, or feel like there's no way out, you need to get help immediately. A good option is frankly the emergency room. Or if you're in the United States, you can call 800-273-8255. And last but certainly not least, I would love for you to tune in every week. We're going to drop a new episode of this podcast every week. So hit that subscribe button. I'd also love your rating and a review if you've really resonated with this podcast episode today. Well, again, I'm so glad that you joined us and I hope you tune in next week.